right, here we are with Exalted versus Chronicles of Darkness, Hologram Summer, Season 1, Episode 2. We are in June 2021. I am Devin, the storyteller, and with me today we have... Peter as Damian Starr, the Solar Dome. Hold on, as Raphael Vargas, Sidereal, Chosen of Secrets. All right, gang, so let's do a brief recap of what happened uh, last session. We met up, and then we found some flyer about getting paid to do some ghost hunting. So we went to a strip mall that's been abandoned a year ago, found some weird, quirky people, and there are some animatronics. We hung around in the mall, and now we're about to enter the entertainment complex. Yes, we won adult- a fight with a freezer door. Yes, it was Huzzah. fantastic. The only edit I would make to that is it's not a strip mall, because those are above ground. Oh, yeah. It's an underground mall. It's <laughs> so important to know that there are no windows <laughs> and no clocks where you are. What is this, a casino? Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay. It's the whole business model. Mm. Uh, the whole all right. Mall. So, you guys, I have previously described the extremely douchey entrance to uh, the Mantertainment Complex. Uh, And I'm assuming you're all going to walk on in, right? I mean, this looks awesome to me, so why not? It does look awesome to you. I'm ready to be Mantertained. Mantertain me. Right? Please, please don't get split up in here. (laughs) There's no view. This place is huge. Uh, uh-huh. I'm just putting in there. All right. So, Mantertainment Complex is a three floor restaurant. Um, the the pit or like the main floor that you walk into, the front area is a bar like there's a large bar with like you know it's circular it's got the the island in the middle with all the bottles and the mix-ins and where the staff would go and the pin pads and whatnot stools all around it but they're big cushy stools uh and then this place is just crammed with tables for people to drink and look at big screen rear projected tvs that uh you know have like sports games on or just random content at whatever time uh esports if people are here to see that there's flyers for that all over um, everything is upholstered in vivid tiger print. Nice. It's perfect. Yeah. I, I see it in my mind and it's so perfect. Yeah. It's tiger print and the bar has black with red trim. All the lights are, uh, like, like neon glow Vegas lights. The whole place is lit like that. So, you know, your food has like sickly auras on them when you're eating and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's the front area um there's an overhang for the secondary above it that kind of closes off the bar so the bar itself has a kind of like almost cave look to it when you walk in but once you go past the bar and walk around the kind of circular bartender station it goes into the restaurant proper which is more tables that are like built to like connect together for like big long you know party tables they have wells in the middle of them to put bone bowls and stuff uh, some of the tables have Korean barbecue flames on them, and there's scorch marks around them. This place did that for a t- for a period of time. There's flyers for it. Um, they have a sushi boat system on a train, like a model train, snaking through you know uh, the 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 wall tables, so you can take stuff off your plate. There's a little bit of everything here when you're really looking at it. Just a lot of stuff, a lot of weird food, and a lot of weird restaurant things. Um, the floor of the restaurant right by where the food comes out, so the, the the sort of window that the waiters will go up to, that entire floor leading up to it looks like a tile disco floor that they clear out to do dancing and stuff. The tiles illuminate and reveal that there's a fish tank underneath full of dead koi. Oh, the poor fishies. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, like, the tank is drained, and they're on the ground, like, they're down there, like, skeletonized and mummified. Okay. So that's the restaurant area behind the bar. And now that you look up, you can see the next two floors of the area. Uh, The second floor is the casino and the arcade. Uh, That's where, you know, people will go to like do 
you know, uh, video games, actual gambling with tokens. They have like a buyback program where you can cash the tokens in to get gift certificates for meal vouchers, for booze. There's a whole complex laundering system that you come out behind on no matter what, but you know, it's there, you know, it makes people feel like winners. There's prizes and they're all awful. Just fill in the gaps in your mind. What would be at prizes in a place like this Uh, DVD copies of face off, um, stuffed animals that are naughty Calvin and Hobbes stickers where Calvin is urinating on things that he normally would not urinate on. Um, I can hear my wife laughing in the background. She definitely heard that line. Uh, (laughs) T-shirts that talk about tag old biddies and uh, wait, not tag old biddies, dig old Bix. I don't know. They're all there. Uh, bath towels that when you fold them over uh, show you with your legs in the bath towel, but when you fold them a different way, there's a penis. And sometimes they're comically small or comically large. These are the prizes one could earn at this arcade. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh, and like merch, you know, merch, hats, glasses, beer steins, all that stupid bullshit. Neon signs, lots of neon signs for your man cave at home. They had a, They have a man curative station so you can Man deck your man cave out with man essentials. Sounds like the Spencer's gifts threw up in there. Oh okay. yeah, no, yeah, it's like it's like it parasitized the Spencer's gifts at some point. No, that's a really good shorthand for what I'm trying to get across. All of that shit in Spencer's gifts is in here. All of it. And then one floor up is um, the theater area. So there's a lot of area. There, there's a lot of like rooms partitioned on the on the third floor of the restaurant for like entertainment theaters. Um, again, upholstered all the same way, but they have like really big fancy electric recliners, and there's good spacing, and you can hit a button on your thing to let wait people bring you food during the movie. The movies run the gamut of modern movies that were out in 2020, like. Um, Cats. A Marvel movie, <laughs> a Marvel Sonic movie, the Hedgehog, Cats, Sonic the Hedgehog. These are all 2020 movies I remember. Uh, but they also ran other movies like um, Face Off or Sleepless in Seattle or all of the Star Warses. Just all of them, except they don't show Last Jedi. They don't have that on the roster for some reason. Um, you know, Spaceballs, all the Monty Python movies, any movie that you know a gamer would quote at you over and over again until you wanted to physically fling yourself into a pool of acid, those movies are on loop here. Uh, Die Hard. So Monty Python is on loop right now is what I'm hearing. Well, in the bar area, actually, uh, they're playing Die Hard on loop because the pandemic happened in March and they were doing March Man's Myths, which means that instead of having the Christmas tree, well, they do still have the Christmas tree from Christmas, but they never took it out. They just decorated it in Nakatomi Plaza garland and like put like a building topper on the top and like put little John McClane's all over it. And those trees are kind of in the bar restaurant area. They've long since rotted and lost all their needles and have started to sag and snap over because those are real pines. And they were also, you know, had ticks on them because they were pine trees. And one of them was definitely coated in fox urine, and you could smell that. Foxes do that sometimes. <laughs> How does your brain do this? I'm Do what? What am I doing? Come up with horrors. I'm not going to lie to you. This is all off the top of my head. I'm like closing my eyes and this place is revealing itself to me as if I'm there. <laughs> That's actually good because I was I was deeply afraid this was based on some place you'd actually been. Uh, I kind of wish. This seems like the raddest <laughs> mess ever. This sounds like an awful place you definitely would take your friends to once or twice to show them it's really like this. Uh, okay, guys, we just stop this you know, recording and start this right now. The pandemic's almost over, and this will be you know, the best place to hook up. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so that's cool. the theaters. There are you know, multiple ones that you can kind of check in. There's, there's an area on the main floor further to the back that's been uh, sealed off with a red velvet rope, and I will not tell you what's there until you cross the red velvet rope. So... Um, those are the images, the smells, uh, a mix of, you know, 
uh, warmed up fox urine that's about a year old from a tree, uh, food smells from there being a lot of grease and hot sauce stains everywhere. The sounds are a cacophony of movies playing. Like Die Hard is playing on one of those overhead projectors now. Um, a bunch of diehards are, and they're not the same one, and they're all out of sync, and their volume's all on. Um, so you're just 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 a cascade of sounds and lights and smells overwhelming the senses. Oh, and the floor's sticky when you walk on it. Oh, of course. I mean, that's that's a given. Now, the floor, of course, does not have tiger print because that would just clash with the actual chair upholstery. But it does have like that bowling alley Starfield uh, carpet print that's really cheap to buy in bulk. Okay. There it is. This is the world you, uh, you're you in now. And yeah, uh, whatever teammates you brought with you, they're going to start to field in and take a look at the place. Hmm. You know, I'm starting to think the killer animatronics might not be the worst thing in here. Oh, there's the sad dressing here. Yeah, there's the bulk of the animatronics are present, by the way. Uh, There's an area of the restaurant that has a, or there's an area of the bar that has a karaoke platform, and the karaoke platform is where the animatronics stand because these things don't really move off stage when the restaurant's open. That would be a liability nightmare. People are going to get stepped on, or someone's going to push over a 300 pound, you know, pinball machine on legs onto someone. Mm, but the majority of them are there not staring at you staring directly ahead really so where do you want to go Rafi should we hit the arcades I'm going to look for a remote control and see if I can get some of this noise down so we can hear ourselves think and Maybe have a prayer of staying in touch with one another. All right. You guys head over uh, to the bar restaurant area. Um, I guess this would be a basic rule to find a needle in a haystack. So tell me, guys, what kind of role would this be? What strength does this play towards? Probably wits and some investigation or just wits and resolving that's the basic perception role. Invest- yeah, wits investigation sounds good to me. If you have it, if you don't, go with that backup uh, Peter suggested. Oh crap! I uh, need to get the roller back up. <laughs> you, you didn't just you didn't just suspend just your and got started. We definitely weren't sitting around for like an hour when I could have done that. <laughs> you didn't do what I did, which was lock my computer, close its screen, get up and walk away from it, and then come back a day later and open it up, and all the tabs and stuff I needed are just there waiting, as if I never left. <laughs> You don't all have that luxury. And that no, was the wrong sure. link, because I'm smart. Oh, there it is. So as you guys are figuring that out, like you're clearly doing the investigation. You're going through the bar restaurant area, which is where this stuff would be, looking around. Um, everyone kind of just filters on and starts poking around at the different levels. Like people break off into teams, you know, they're not gonna try and go on their own and get murdered by an animatronic. That's nonsense but they'll break into like teams of two and three and just kind of scatter uh except for cork he hangs around you guys and he's like lifting tables up to look under them even though they don't have like tablecloths to go all the way down to the bottom and just going zat, zat. <laughs> ah, who else were we missing we were missing you're missing finn finn finn, yep. finn and zet are missing Burger is no longer missing, at least for now. Not yet. I got two successes, which is a success. All right. Well, just basic standard, you know, pass fail. You find it or you don't, or you find a different complication. You rifle on through uh, the bar restaurant area and find that there is a drawer in the bar area. That just isn't super obvious because this thing is a visual uh, clutter nightmare. Pop it open, and there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of remotes that aren't programmed together at all. You have to do it bit by bit and figure out which is which. Super inconvenient. 
Let's just start stabbing the mute buttons and see what we get. Yeah. Yeah, that'll pretty much do it. Um, one of the remotes, when you hit it, one of the screens goes off. And for a split second, you think you see a dude in the screen. Like, not like a reflection. Like, a dude is there and the screen is now black. And he looks around and makes kind of like a, oh, like face and just vanishes off the screen. Raise my phone, but it's too late to get the photo now. Yeah. That's disconcerting. He didn't look like anybody who's with us, did he? Nope. He looked like a man in his mid-30s with a goatee, uh, a top hat, and like a circus ringmaster outfit, but all of it was like bright metallic purple and like black, like, like leopard print stripes on it. He looks like nobody you know in real life. But he looks like the perfect, you know, person to be here. (laughs) He did look a little bit like Dr. Fundamentals, the, like, guy who runs this place. But, like, his picture's kind of everywhere, so maybe you're just crazy. Maybe he was just reflecting off of... Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah, we don't believe that at all. Um... Okay, now that the pressure of the noise is down, let's go to the arcade and let's make some noise there. You already hear noise coming from the arcade. People are playing arcade games. Woo, I'm going to join them. Oh, boy. You you do that. I'm I'm going to poke around a bit more. You are left with Korg, who's just, like, looking under tables. He, like, opens up a can of beer and, like, drains it onto the ground and looks in and goes, Zat! and then, like, throws it at, like, a window. I thought there weren't any windows down here. Like the, the, the entrance. You know, the entrance has those two those one-way mirrors so oh, guys can yes. leer at women exercising. It has that. Well, well he's not outside. anywhere we can see him right now, so... He's probably hiding. I'm going to glance over toward that, uh, that area cordoned off with a velvet rope. Hmm. God damn it. Finn! Yelling for him? Turn on my phone's flashlight and head over that way. Alright, you're going to head past the velvet rope. We'll swing the spotlight over then uh, to Damien. So, Damien, you're heading up to the arcade area. It's in the middle uh, floor, like the second floor of this place. There are stairs that wrap around and kind of go up, almost like a uh, like an old-timey movie theater, I guess. You know, those kind of curved stairs. Uh, head not up. Yep. Some people walk by you. You know them. They're just part of the group. They're going to a different area. And going into the arcade, it's just a, it's a big arcade. Like, I don't know if I could give you specifics, but like any type of arcade game you'd see here is here. That old Terminator game with the guns, Time Cops, Initial D... Dance Dance Revolution, uh, old 90s pinball machines, like the X-Files pinball machine. All that stuff is here. And with, like, card readers on it and stuff. Oh, I need to get a card for it, then. They have those arcade cards, or is it just my credit card? (laughs) Do you just need my credit card number directly? Nah, yeah, there's a kiosk to let you, like, print one off. It gets you your your fun certification. Huzzah! I'm fun certified. Some of the equipment in here doesn't match the aesthetic of this place. Like the little terminal to get your card, like is very pastel-y and has that guy in the TV on it who's like, you know, he legally presents to you your golden ticket to fun. It, it looks like it's branding that's never been quite updated. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. No, I get my fun pass and start you know, dancing away, seeing, you yeah. know. You just destroy that this entertainment complex. Yeah. All right. So that's what you're doing. I know kind of what other people are doing. So we're going to swing Ben back uh, to handle Rafi and what he is currently up to because things are about to change based on that. So you're in front of this velvet rope. This is like a uh, alcove cut into the side of the wall that leads down a brief like half flight of stairs that are wide into a twist that goes to a different part of the building. 
Do you take anyone with you? Well, I don't appear to have much choice about taking Korg with me at this point. You can tell him that, you know, maybe Zed went this way. This looks like, you know, a good hiding spot. He's a simple person. You can convince him. So this looks like a death trap. Uh, I, I think I'd look around and see Damien's already fucked off somewhere. Is there anyone else around or is it just me and Korg? You and Korg. Everyone else bailed from the stinky uh, bar restaurant area. Who would you want around? Yeah, who, who would, would you, you like want? Who would you have your buffet. Pick, who do you pick from the robot master menu? <laughs> so I guess before I head down into the, into uh, the murder zone, I'm going to make a quick circuit and see where everyone has shaken out, at least around the first floor. Uh, there's not a lot of people on the first floor. Is there anyone you'd want to be on the first floor? Surprise me. You're killing me here with that indecision. All right, Amelia's here on the first floor. Sure. Okay, three should be enough not to be immediately, like, ganked. Uh, I'll try and round her up and see if I can usher her down into the spooky uh, murder hallway. You want us to go past the velvet rope? Well, I don't see Finn out here, do you? She takes out her phone. I don't know. Sounds like that's against the rules. It's a velvet rope, right? She, uh, she's I'm clearly giving her the she's, look. She's clearly like you know saying that with like an air of humor because like you know the felonies. Uh-huh. All right. Well, the three of you then, I guess, cross the threshold, take a go a few steps down, and take a turn to. Um, okay, it looks more like the rest of the restaurant. It's painted differently, like. It clearly has this kind of beige-white color scheme going on. It looks like they're putting down some sort of base coat because it's not finished being painted. There's uh, TVs and stands and statues with, like, sheets over them. The floor was partially being redone. Um, There's, like, sturdy wood cutouts of various people in here. And also, uh, you know, advertising paper for the animatronics and, like, you know, posters and memorabilia for them. Uh, some old machines, like small little arcade machines that are under like a little protective museum case. This area looks like it's being converted into a museum for the the restaurant. Like, like the owner was refurbishing this place to be like a, hey, here's the history of the restaurant gift shop kind of deal. This is weird. This uh, is significant. What? A few few more photos of the phone. There's even like a like, no, no sounds from Finn. But when you talk, the um the lights in here start to flicker on, and there's a mirror uh, against one wall that has like a like a little cardboard standout with a hand next to it, like a measure your height thing, like it's a trick mirror. Uh, and it gets like illumination on the sides of it, and you hear a voice going, "Oh, hello, welcome, patrons." The mirror has a recreation of that guy, Dr. Fundamental, the owner of this place. Uh, and he just starts giving a spiel about the history of the restaurant, but, it, but it's like he's talking to a kid. The mirror looks like it has, like, electronic components on it. Who is this supposed to be for? Yeah, Nobody who'd come here would actually sit still long enough to go through any of this crap. Oh yeah, and it's like this not really. Weird. It's not built for a kid or adult audience. It's like long, and like he talks a lot. Like he's just giving you a whole spiel about how it was like a. It started with a dream and a hope, and it was like this place for kids, and then they rebranded, and now it's a fun for all ages, nineteen and up, uh, type deal. You know, talking about the original location, the animatronics. Your weird sensor's going off in here. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Are we? Do you 
are we still considered to be in the first uh, scene of of this story, or have we, we could switched be a new to scene. a new scene at some point? We could be in a new scene right now. The new scene was you going into the danger zone. Okay, then that means I'm not uh, pushing my anima if I spend anymore, so that's good. Amelia seems fascinated by all of this and is taking notes on a notebook she has with her made of moleskin. Like, she's going over, writing stuff down, taking, like, etchings of some of the equipment here, like, that has, like, stuff carved into it, like, manufacture dates and stuff. Korg is just looking in the mirror. Actually, not a bad idea. Uh, well, she's preoccupied, and so is Korg. I'm going to spit out my little green uh, essence spider and ask it, how old exactly is this place? How long has it been around? This place, and you'll get an answer because it's your little nose spider, uh, this place is from the, the late 70s. That is an incredibly long time for a little arcade entertainment complex to stick around, even if it changed hands over the years. Oh, it's never changed hands. Dr. Fundamental has always owned this place. His picture, like, at every employee picnic is like, you know, indoor employee picnic at night, um, is like on a bunch of walls. And he looks exactly the same in every picture. The like, so that would mean he's been running the place 50 years now, almost? Yeah. Amelia's, like, looking, like, got into that part, because you're clearly looking at that part of the wall. It's like, I guess he was a vampire. That goes back to her notebook. I just give her a look, trying to figure out if she's making a joke, or... <laughs> Who can say? Well, insight check. <laughs> there any vents in here? Vents? Oh my god! In every single room you've ever entered. <laughs> I'll go over and tap my knuckles against the the vent in this room. You don't hear anything. Nothing really happens. The mirror keeps talking, and now that you're, you've tuned it out because it's boring, I'm assuming, right? Amelia's gone to a different part of the room because it's fairly large for this little museum area, and Korg has preoccupied himself by staring at uh, another mirror, and the mirror's kind of looking over to you and making like a head motion, like, hey, hey. I will oblige and step over. Hey, sport, what, uh, how are you doing? Now, I know this place isn't fancy enough to have anything like no. a motion sensor to interact with an audience. It's like, who? Who are you? What's going on here? I asked you first. Well, we're looking for ghosts, allegedly. But really, we're looking for our missing friend. Okay. Uh, why is he missing here? Why are you guys here? What are, what are, what are you all up to? I guess, I guess you answered my question, just not really all the way. I'm Dr. Fundamentals. Fun is in my name. I guess that's literally true, guess. Okay, have well, you, my uh, turn have you for a question. Because <laughs> I answered yours now. Uh, why are you guys here? Like, specifically, why is your friend missing here in the uh, the building? That we're closed. There, there's a, you know, there's like a thing going on outside and we don't get customers anymore. Well, he's a ghost hunter, amateur, but enthusiastic. Oh wow, that's uh, that sounds like a really fun ho hobby, champ. That's a really cute hobby. He's gonna probably die here, though. You know that, right? 
bunch of cool kids to die here. Yikes. Uh, you know, I don't believe death is normally one of the entertainments offered at the Mantertainment Complex. At least, I didn't spot it on the flyers. Yeah, but you know this place is clearly haunted, right? I mean, like, he gestures to himself, and then to you, like, you guys are having a conversation. When was the last time you saw a ghost movie where the ghost was the good guy that wasn't Casper or that one with Patrick Swayze? Well, that was the one with Bill Cosby. Ah, uh, no, I get TV in here. He wasn't a good dad. That was a ghost. Well, again, it was Bill Cosby. Yeah, so name me the last ghost movie you've seen where the ghost was the good guy. Come on. Six cents. The kid was alive in that movie. Like he was okay, creepy. Bruce Willis. Okay, okay, look. He, he, he looks like a, a, a track and field sort of guy. Athletic. Toned. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Someone came by not too long ago. They came in here looking for stuff and left. I uh, wasn't here at the time. I was I was doing something else. And which way did they go? Back out into the restaurant. Hell, well, I mean, you've been a helpful ghost so far. I'm not really a ghost. I'm not the ghost. Like he, he puts in air quotes, the ghost. You know, I'm just saying. Like, why would you come to a haunted place that has a the ghost? Uh, kids. You know, I should, I should probably, I should probably go and uh, okay. see if I can find him if he headed that way. Yeah. When you, uh, turn around, you see that Amelia is also looking at the exit to this room and so is Korg because one of the animatronics is standing there. It's a cow animatronic uh, that's called Burger Cow that has like an apron with burgers on it and has like a little like fork and knife for steak. But like they're big cartoonish forks and knives. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, double put get a two hand grip on that baseball bat we liberated earlier. The, the guy in the mirror makes a I'm not with them like hand motion. I got to go. Talk to you in the bathroom. And he uh, he leaves. He walks out of frame. You know, this is exactly the sort of thing I was worried about when I fucking came back here. So, what's your play? Or do we want to swing the spotlight to Peter before things start to get crazy? Oh, let's go to, back to Peter for a minute. We've, we've had me for a hot minute here. All right, so we'll swing the spotlight. You have mastered these games as only you can. They provide no hand-eye coordination challenge to you. Huzzah, I have all the tokens and nothing good to spend it on. That, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, that is a thing. There's stuff at the counter, though. Ooh, what's in the counter? The Idol from Indiana Jones. Hmm. Well, might as well. I swiped my card and, I don't know, self-checkout this thing. That's not how it works. You have to log in and it's a whole thing. There's no self-checkout at the prize counter in any of these places. But... But we know where the passwords are, so I flip over the keyboard. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, you did it. There it is. Yeah, no, that's definitely going to be there in a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Huzzah. so as you're screwing behind the counter, you get logged in, you check it out, and you look up, and one of the animatronics is there. It's the snake. His name is Snake Eyes, and he's dressed as a gambler pit boss, and his eyes are dice, like, <laughs> like D6s. And they rattle. I wave over to it. He's like, he's across the counter from you, staring at you as you look down at the idol. I take the idol and, you know, pay for it with my unlimited tickets. He looks up and lunges across the counter at you. Ooh, roll initiative. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. 
If this was a higher brow establishment, that would have been a t- that would have been a arcade recreation of the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> if only. If this is a higher brow ch- adult child's casino establishment. You are going to have to help me out here remember how initiative works. It's been a very long time since I've had a system that does that. You so know. I've li- part of the reason why like EX3 was put together the way it was was so that I would have um, an incentive to actually remember the initiative rules <laughs> because I've never been able to in any game. Oh, absolutely. Any game ever. Well, I uh, okay. Uh, all right. At the start of a violent conflict, or a dramatic encounter. Yep, one die, and then add your initiative modifier, and subtract your weapon modifier if it uh, applies. Yep. All right. Let's see if you can deal with snake eyes. Snake. It's a snake. Yeah. It's a sneaky snake. Snake. Eyes. Okay, uh, I don't have an initiative for him, so I will just roll a d10 and add, I don't know, three... Is that a good number, or like is that too low for a threat? I don't know. Rafi has a four, I have a seven. Ah, oh, fuck it, bazoo! Okay, well, he got a five, so it wasn't <laughs> a seven. Don't worry, I rolled a ten, so I have a seventeen. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I think he's going first. Yeah, it seems like Snake Eyes rolled poorly. <gasps> that should be his power. He should be able to spend willpower to re-roll his dice. Uh, we, call <laughs> we call that emergent gameplay. We call that emergent gameplay. Alright, willpower. Let's give him, I don't know, what's a good willpower number for monsters? Ten? Okay, five? <laughs> I like a baseline, yeah. 15? I, I don't know if I went too low or too high. It, it can't go higher than 10, so... Okay, so 10 does seem high. All right, well, I'll, I'll split the difference and give him, like, three chances to do a thing. Uh, which I will spend to reroll initiative. Because, holy Christ. Sure. If I, can, if I can get a little... No, it's impossible for me to get higher. I'm not doing that. All right, go. You go first. Go. <laughs> he, has, he has three willpower. He can spend on willpower things. I don't remember what those are. I just uh, add uh, willpower is just add three dice, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah three die like bonus to most dice diff- pools. All right. Yeah, or raise okay, your defense Pete. by a bit, I think. Okay, so Snake Eyes is an animatronic. Um, Snake Eyes is not like a creature of darkness or anything. Um, even though it does have shit wrong with it, it's not like you know, one of those unmade things from Mage or uh, like a, it's not a vampire, even though it's made, it's clearly being influenced by vampire stuff. Okay. So I guess I'll just proceed to just punch it normally because you know, I don't know what it's capable of. I don't know what's, you know, going yeah, on. I'll let you know because yeah, I'll let you know because I feel like giving you a heads up on that before you like blow a moat or something is kosher. I, I, it's not a. I'm not going to do asymmetrical knowledge. Yeah, so like, I want to use my 12 gauge fist yet because you know, I, again, I don't know how tough this thing is, and my sunlight touch only works on actual vampires, not like creatures of darkness stuff like that. So yeah, I would be able to do much there anyway. You might have had the solar fuck everyone to death fist, so that's why I was just checking. <laughs> no, that's a separate charm. So, consecutive <laughs> normal punches. Uh, what's the defense? Its defense is six. Six. Okay, I'll take away six dice from this. We leave only three. That's a good start. What? No, no, don't you have so... your cast power that makes you a fuck machine? With defense? Well, uh, that's if when... If it can feel fear. But that's yeah, uh, fear. when my... Cast mark appears. So oh that's yeah, that's only if yeah, if his cast marks out. Oh okay, okay. You got a you got a suns out, guns out. It gotcha. Yeah. So for now, I rolled zero successes, so I didn't you know damage it. 
Interesting. That was its turn. This is gone. So you just you just like it lunges at you, and you like as quick as you can just knock it a bunch of times in the center mass, basically to test it out. Yeah, pretty much. All right, I'm going to see how well it rolls before I start talking about what happens. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, he has eight dice. Go for it, buddy. The defense is eight. Right. What now? I take the dice off before I roll, don't I? Yeah. Okay, well, he spends a willpower and gets three dice. And gets one success out of a theoretical 11 dice. Uh, which I think means I hit you. Uh, which yeah, means you're going to take... You for long. I, I did two lethal. Oh, he has plus. plus one lethal. Okay, so... Oh, what? Wait, did I miss something? Nope, you got it. Okay, Snake Eyes lunges at you across the counter, tearing through the glass case that's just made of, like, glass and standard display case aluminum, so it's just going to shred when he moves through it, like a Godzilla, mm-hmm. uh, and grabs you by the throat and starts just immediately, those servos and gears start immediately, like, clamping onto your neck to suffocate you, and uh, smashes your, like, in- picks your entire body up and smashes you against the display case behind you. So you're like partially sideways in his grip being bashed against glass and, and splintered metal and wood and, um, you know, adult man childhood memorabilia. Wow, this punch is harder than I expected. So too lethal. <laughs> Ouch. Now, That's, you know, something happens a- when that fight starts, and this will be for anyone in the facility. Uh, you know how the entrance was an entrance? The security gating has all come down, and it is made of thick, corrugated steel. That's going to be bad when I find out about it. (laughs) I mean, you'll be fine. You could always go back to your clubhouse. At any moment, you could decide that it's clubhouse time. Outside the reals. So, uh, so yeah, and the, you're in Mortal Kombat. Um, the damage that too lethal you took is the result of the various injuries you just took from being slammed into a shrapnel display case spike trap, and also having some of like you know the cartilage and muscle and bones in your throat um, vice grip. <laughs> okay, um, I'm guessing there's nobody else in the combat at the moment. Right? At the moment, just no. the two of us. Just the two of you. Okay, then. I'm going to start powering up, then. I'm going to spend a mode to activate my 12-gauge fist to start, you know, punching things harder. And I'm going to spend another one to activate my excellence for punching shit. Now, let's see what happens. (laughs) Okay, um... So you were saying it had uh, how much defense? Six. Six. Which so should my pool. Which should become Go. one once you get your thing going, right? I need to spend one more essence to get to my cast mark showing. Oh boy! So at the moment, I take my pool of nine dice. I multiply that by two because excellence. So oh that becomes you know eighteen minus six. So I rolled 12 dice to hit it. Oh my god. Doesn't nine ga- doesn't 12 gauge make it 9 again as well? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, and 2 more. So that's 5 successes plus 3. So that's 8 damage lethal coming its way. Okay, so it has two bulletproof armor. Wait, what was it? Normal armor is at the front and gun armor is at the back, right? So it has two normal armor. Yeah. Does that interact with anything that's about to happen? Uh, It would reduce two lethal down to two bash. Almost like fucking armor, goddamn armor. Uh, Ballistic armor reduces lethal to bashing, and normal armor soaks two damage out of it. Okay. And your 12-gauge fist isn't uh, a gunfire uh, at all. That's just... You know, no, it's not literally... This is hilarious. That would be a funny thing, though. It's like, well, 12-gauge fist? That's gun... That's as bad as a bullet. You could make some ridiculous argument for humor, I'm sure. Uh, so how much damage did you, Pete? 
Uh, I did eight lethal damage. So that would have killed it if it didn't have armor, like immediately. Okay. So uh, yeah, you hit it. What uh, what what happens with you hitting it? Tell us what goes down because right now you're behind a counter in like a like a arcade place. Well, since it's holding me by the neck, I guess I just, you know, slam on the side of its head, you know, with my knuckles just to bash it in. And then, you know, once it loses the grip, I start just punching it, but this time with the power of the Furious Sun, you know, just trading the gullet and making dents in its exoskeleton. Does 12-gauge fist move people? Um, I don't think... Specifically. No, oh, I thought that was the one that, uh, that had battlefield movement. No, that's having thunder hammers on that knocks them all over the ah, place. Ah, that's the one I'm thinking of. All right, yeah, so you bash its skull and, uh, you know, the, the head armature in, and it starts spraying hydraulic fluid everywhere because it crumples, uh, and it loo- loosens its grip and doesn't have, uh, doesn't have as good coordination anymore because you did so much harm to it. <laughs> it's punch, a lot. Punch. Um. Okay. Uh, it's going to back away because I'm assuming this brawl is like moving you guys around the floor, and it's going to turn around and pick up a pinball machine and try to smash you with it. Okay. Because it doesn't Roll, have a lot of options here. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> wait. What's your defense? Well, my defense is still eight. Still eight. Okay. Well, it's going to spend another of its three willpower to get three dice. Zero successes. Well, I guess I punched that, you know, pinball machine that's trying to, you know, swing at me and, you know, break it in half like the don't I am. Yeah. Spall bearings and finely tuned uh, springs and coils and light and sound makers spray everywhere as the guts of that machine just kind of detonate around you guys in the middle of the strobe light fight. Okay. Um, how long does excellence last here? Uh, uh, essence plus one round, so for you, uh, three turns. Oh, good. Oh, god. <laughs> well, time to put the hammer down and one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think I murdered it in half. All right, tell so us just, what happens. Know, I just, you know. Put my fist together and just slam down on it, just slam it into something that's you know, on the floor now, I guess in bits and pieces flying everywhere. All right, you and pick yeah. it up and you smash it on the ground so hard it shatters like cheap phone electronics. Yep. <sighs> so that made a lot of noise, and I know it was only three turns, and that was like, what, three seconds in Crawlings of Darkness? But I'm assuming a fight like that took time and was like like nine seconds yeah i'm assuming it wasn't nine seconds it was more than that it was like an interesting amount of time like in a movie like (laughs) it wasn't just one two three it was struggling flailing smashing shit you know going to town on each other so when you kind of look up after destroying that a bunch of the people here are like at the entrance to the arcade watching it attacked me no one really has anything to say. It's like, it attacked me. You covered in its gore. Are you glowing? Do you have supernatural Goku light? No, I'm still below my first okay. anima threshold. So. so you're just some swole fucking kid. Just yeah, covered just in just dead animatronic me. with clear wounds on you. Like, he hurt you. There, you have battle damage and, like, stuff sticking out yeah. of your back. <laughs> Ow. So we'll scene swipe from there while you go. (laughs) Does anyone know first aid? Uh, Yeah, people are going to come over and get a first aid kit out and try to help you. That would be welcome. So scene swipe back to uh, your... uh, um, God damn it. I keep forgetting. Rafi's. Rafi. Scene swiping back to Rafi. Rafi's in the middle of... Rafi's in the middle of trying to, like, throw one of those uh, white... uh, cloth uh, drop cloth sheets over the animatronic so we could maybe sneak past it when from upstairs it sounds like someone's trying to hate fuck a truck to death um 
Yeah, there's a lot of noise coming from above you guys, uh, and just like like smashing sounds, violently loud smashing sounds, which then eventually, as the scene continues, uh, peters out into nothing. But yeah, that's that's my plan. Throw a drop cloth over it and maybe try and edge around it out the door. It's going to do the Sam Raimi thing of looking docile until the last worst possible moment and then striking. Like that's that's what it's setting up to do. You can tell. So what's your move? Well, do I at least get the drop cloth over it? Yes, you can get the drop cloth on it. All right, we can get to play possum that long. It's like at that point, I'm going to step back and say, you know, as soon as we try and edge around that thing, it's going to like start flailing around with those big knives, or I don't know. And do you think he's better than me? Backwards or something? Cork says when you say that. I think it outweighs you four to one. No one's allowed to talk to me like that. Like Zet is. And he turns around, starts approaching the animatronic. Uh, that, that might, well, okay. So like he walks up to it and gets up or try and find another exit. Uh, the, the Amelia, she takes out like a little tiny, like, you know how people make those little like wine bottles or not making, they buy them. They're a wine bottle. They have a stopper on the top and there's like the little small, like short ones, not the big wine bottle ones, but like the little half pints. She takes one of those out with a stopper on, uncorks the stopper and pulls a rag out of it and like gets a lighter ready. Okay. <laughs> she makes a shh like motion where she's like going to like, just try and stay out of peripheral of the critter. Uh, then I'm going to circle around. So I, Maybe got a clear shot at it uh, with the bat around Korg, who's, I guess, is taking point here. He walks right up to it and puts his nose like an inch, like like a centimeter away from like its, uh, I guess, fur pelt. Uh, and just is breathing and heavily staring it down. And it has a sheet on it, so it's like a centimeter away from the sheet, not its pelt. And he just stands there, and it's standing there. And maybe like that fight's still going on upstairs. You're hearing the noise and like the the you know the shaking from someone picking up a animatronic made of steel and bashing it on the ground. And ever so slightly, you see it happen. The cow, like Burger Cow, starts to move its arms to go for Korg. And as soon as it moves, Korg's moves and grabs its arms and starts lifting it up and like trying to stop it from overpowering him. Holy currently, shit. Like, you can see every vein in his body uh, tensing, and he is just holding it about a foot off the ground uh, by its arms, with his arms, in, stretched out in front of him. Which, if you've ever had to carry boxes in front of you for any amount of time and walk, uh, this is a lot. You get one round where Korg can keep it distracted. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, I will lay into it with a baseball bat, and I will spend one on excellence to uh, power that up by a measly, Jesus Christ, by a measly two dice. Korg is taking this thing's defense for you because he's not going to have a defense against it, so it has defense zero right now. So yeah, Jesus Christ, these excellent sidereal excellence really sucks if you've got a tiny dice pool. Yeah, but that's a, that's just an opportunity to get more. Alrighty, so that's a whopping four dice. Oof. What about one your of us power? is built for combat? One of us is emphatically not. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, up the weapons chart here. What is baseball bat? That's uh, that's about like equivalent to uh, 
what do we want? Oh, the, if aluminum baseball bat that's equivalent to like what? Uh, baseball bat with really good durability. Maybe? Yeah, whatever the club weapon is, it's just really durable if it's made of aluminum, right? Uh, baton, I guess. Yeah, if you want to go baton, for that, go for that. about right. I'd go with crowbar. You know, crowbar sounds good to me. Okay, works for me. Or tire uh, iron. Yep, I see those we'll yeah, crowbar. crowbar. Let's, let's go with crowbar. Solid I'll hunk of crowbar. metal. Yeah, crowbar. Okay, crowbar it is. All right, so let's uh, see you, uh, if you can wail on this thing. And that is two successes. And it does plus two damage, so four. Four damage? Uh, four lethal specifically, yeah. That's fantastic. It has to my uh, surprise. That, it has two armor, so it only takes two of that, but that's uh, sufficient. Yeah, I'm just gonna cross that yeah, snake well, eyes. Korg is holding it up in the air, Rafi's just just slamming into well, I guess it doesn't have ribs, but about there on the cow. Uh the it's, it's, bat over and over. Center mass. Alright, uh, you will into Burger Cow while it has a sheet on and it's being lifted up. Uh, Amelia will... I don't know why I gave her fire, because I don't know the rules for fire, but this is the life I live in now. Um, is getting ready to smash that thing on it, but doesn't want to set Korg on fire, because that would be bad. So she's waiting for that to break up. Which is going to be a problem, because Korg is melee, and so are you. So she's going to delay because she doesn't want to set everyone and everything in the world on fire uh, in this enclosed space. So she'll wait a minute, which brings us to Korg and the burger cow, which will go at the same time. Korg is going to try and like continue to lift this thing up and slam it on the ground so it's off its feet, which will make it easy to bash. Burger cow is going to try and rip his arms out of his socket and go the other direction. So uh, let's see how that plays out. Good luck, Korg, you jackass. Eight dice to violence. Two successes, two. It can do lethal one, three. Probably has like more than seven health levels because he's a big monster. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let's see what Korg can do. Okay. Oh, hey, five successes. Oh, my God. All right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Uh, so four, three. So, all right. Burger Cow does uh, two lethal to Korg, and Korg does three lethal to Burger Cow after armor. So, yeah, it plays out kind of both at the same time. Burger Cow is like, like grabs Korg's arms back and starts like pressing outward with them, like a, like a reverse vice grip, while Korg is trying to like pick it up and get it off of it so he can throw it on the ground and like spike it. Um... And yeah, basically that melee goes messy. Uh, Korg gets it up, he throws it on the ground, and the thing just like wrenches one of his arms out of his socket, and you hear like a snap sound, and he pulls back oh. and doesn't look like he's registered that, um, and just kind of stumbles back because the center of balance is off because he, he getting the cow to let go, you know, snapped all that tension he had. So he careens backwards and smashes into a bunch of displays. Uh, well, I happen to be aware of, you know, the improv Molotov coming in. So instead of st staying there and wailing on the thing, I'm also going to make some room. All right. That's I don't wanna, my priority. I don't want to steal the victory from you, but only has three health levels. And I, I guarantee you this Molotov will do at least three health levels because fire bad. Um, so do you mind if I just axe that out there? By all means. Okay, she grabs that bottle and um, lights it and smashes it on the cow, and it creates a fair amount of smoke because it's napalm. And then also the aluminum shaving shavings she turned into ad hoc and you know iron oxide that she turned to ad hoc thermite goes off. So it's a big billowy chemical smoke. And then there's a bright welding flare flash and hissing as it just starts thermite melting through a lot of this uh, thing as it's on the ground struggling, and it it fails. Fire bad. System kicks in, and the smoke is taken out through the vents, and you hear hacking and coughing in the vent system. Oh, well, okay. Is that still alive? I'm going to see if Korg is. 
Cord gets up, like, on his own two feet without anyone coming over to him, and, like, his arm's hanging, not looking too well, so he just grabs it and keeps pulling on it until it starts to come loose like bad threaded clothing and just drops it on the ground. It's not Holy shit. It's not leaking or anything, and, like, it looks close enough to what a big guy whose arm's taken off would look, but it's off. Something's wrong. It looks chunky blocky maybe not pixelated but low definition low resolution like someone was doing a really lazy job of putting it together like you can see inner bits but it's mostly like red and white bits and they look more clay and squarish than you'd think going to find a a moment when people aren't looking to snap another photo or two Uh, are 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 you okay? Uh, yeah, it was just a hamburger. We should we should go. Well, the doors open and the room's not completely on fire yet. We should we should go. Amelia comes. We should over get back fire. to the others. Amelia comes over with a fire extinguisher. That's also a good idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, burn the place to the ground, obviously, but not while we're in it. Yeah. Okay. This place isn't, like, locked down, but, like, leaving this place is. Like, leaving the entire restaurant has now been put to lockdown. But you can pass through the different sections. I'm assuming you're going to regroup, though. So, you oh, all yeah, regroup. Try and at the maybe find out what that giant smashing, banging noise was as well. Uh, so you come into the, the restaurant part and something falls from a floor up from the arcade area and it's the mangled remains of snake eyes. Uh, a couple of people took it and just hucked it down on the floor and they're coming down the steps with, uh, uh, Damien. Okay. And, uh, well, there's it, that, it's been that, put now I know what Damien was up to, and that's probably about when I spot the security shutter. Yeah, it's thick. There are no slats in it to see outside. Um, And it looks weird. Like, the metal looks darker than it should look. That's not good. You also hear hacking and coughing from the vent system still. Damien, you okay over there? I mean, other than being... Tapped with some glass because this thing went, you know, through a counter at me. Yes. Yeah, we had some trouble with a cow in the back. Uh, so I, I think we can confirm this place haunted uh, at this point, or at least deeply fucked up. How is it haunted? Just the animatronics, or is it something else? Sure. Uh, actually, yeah, I had a little run-in with a man in the mirror back there. We'll talk about it. Aren't quite so many people. Um, did anyone find any sign of Finn? Finn, yeah. Trying to get the scratch pad back up. No problem. Uh, Blake, the baseball player woman, raises her hand. I um I think I saw him in the theaters. Like, I was heading out of the theater, going to the washroom, and when I left the washroom, I could have sworn I saw someone wearing Finn's clothing. Um, like, cross... Like, like I got out of the washroom, and if you look across, you can see sort of the open air area of the restaurant, and on the other side is, like, you know, the rest of the theater, like, the gap in the middle. On the other side, I could have sworn I saw him walking into a theater. I was going to go take a look, but that's when we heard... Um, uh, she gestures at Peter's character. She gestures at Damien, him in the arcade, and we went down to check it out. Odds that should probably be where we head next as a group, all together, not splitting up. Everyone kind of knows. I think Zet's still in the vents. Yeah, you hear coughing from above you guys at this point, and Korg starts banging on one of the, uh, Vents and someone's like, oh my Christ, what happened to your arm? Like, people are like, oh my God. And Cork's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's always been like that. 
And uh, he'll he'll like grab a vent cover and just yank it down, and Korg will tumble out like dirty laundry onto the floor, still coughing. You mean Zet? Zet. Zet. Yay, we found Zet. Yay, you found Zet. Well, Korg's been worrying sick about you. <sighs> if only sickness and worry were lethal. I mean, oh, Korg, what happened to you, poor baby? I mean, it's always been like that. Don't pay attention to it. What, uh, what did I miss? I feel like I slept there for a while. Oh, nothing much. Just a couple of murderous animatronics, ghosts talking in mirrors, uh, security shutters coming down. All right, well, if it's nothing much, let's get back to work then. Come on. And he starts to scare. Yeah. He starts to scurry his way uh, away from y'all. Paul's like, wait up, sir. All right, I'm going to, th- uh, right, I'm going to go check out the theater. Y'all do what you want. <laughs> no, the group's going with you yeah, I guess for sure. Uh, do we want to wrap here or do you want to continue on? Because yeah. the, the whole lockdown seems like a good stopping point. Yeah, I agree. All right. So now the restaurant's locked down. You've had your first taste of its inhabitants, met some people, seen some some things that seem a little bit unusual on various levels. Um, You now have your lead on your missing member, Finn, who's upstairs in the theater. And I promise you, he's in that theater. And it's going to be a whole thing. So with that in mind, I was Devin. Hold on. And this was sponsored by Nobody, signing off.